Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. It's more than just a podcast. Podcast. And a Merry Christmas, everybody. We are four, well, it's not yet. four days it's away. It's not a bloody Merry Christmas. Because we can't win a bloody game, George. Okay, sorry. No winning that. seven. Well, How just, bloody merry is that? I was just going to say Merry Christmas for four days away for Christmas. Yeah, let's just right. say season greetings well, to yeah. everyone, yeah. every one of our listeners. Yeah, well, can we, we do, do that thank at the end? Jump down my throat, Sean. It's at the end of the running order where oh, you can bother, say you Merry Where does it say that? Where does it say Merry Christmas at the end of the running well, order? It's, it's it doesn't, the usual does it? place to say it at the end. It doesn't say anything there. It's a football podcast, not a Christmas podcast. It's the West West Ham podcast, more than just a podcast, Christmas special. Ah, great. And it is going to be special, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Agenda One, welcome and hello. So I'm here with Sean. Hello, Sean. Hello, George. How are you? Bit miserable. Oh, a bit miserable, actually. Couldn't the tell. The weather, the football, everything's getting me down at it's the moment. It's Christmas, though. Well, not uh, some of us are working right up to Christmas, unlike George, who's already off from work. Some of us are working right up to Christmas Eve and we'll be working between Christmas and the New Year, actually. I'm, I'm actually still working despite being at home, just letting you know. And hello, John. Hi, John. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. You're working as well. Show yeah, still at work. Working, show working. him your blister, John. Show, uh, well, I can't show you that, can I? Yeah, show, show. That's good radio, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, George, you blister. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. So, yeah, still cracking on. Uh, yeah. We're here to talk about West Ham. You'll be able to tell because we're two minutes in. We haven't even mentioned it yet. Hey! Uh, but we're not very excited at the moment, are we? Let's face it. Come on, you irons. Uh, we drew 0-0 yesterday, live on Sky, 4pm. Looking forward to it. Uh, I think... I hate to say I told you so. ...travelled up there. I hate to say I told you so, but I told festive, you so. Festive football. Did I not predict 0-0 at the end of last podcast? Is there anyone else who, who watched it on the telly think that Nar Quinn is probably one of the worst pundits? Some of the stuff he was coming out with... Yeah. It was galling, mate. I turned the sound down. Did you? Because he was annoying you so much. Well, no, I just turned the sound down. 
It was like <laughs> most of the commentators annoyed me. I it just was like an hour, sort of hour and a half of your life you never get back. Have you done that? Absolutely you just watch terrible. football without sound. It's it's a far better experience. Well, it is what you do when we go to the home games because you've always got your head down. <laughs> so you actually listen to the game as opposed to watch it. Yeah. Oh, touche. So you yeah, never come to them either. So we drew nil nil. Uh, Jelovic started up front because it was re- announced in the week that Carroll was out injured again with a yeah. groin problem the, this the time. The temporary manager thought it was a ploy and he was going to play anyway. And thought, we're not that clever to <laughs> try and play mind games, are they? Go, oh, yeah, let's see if Andy Carroll starts. It's all a ploy. We've They said we practised as if Andy Carroll was still there. Really? Well, it was. Are they being ultra-cautious? And some the star said... Oh, well, it hasn't done much good moving to Rush Green, has it, if uh, if um, Andy Carroll's picked up a, an injury? I don't know making it. He's made a glass anyway, isn't he? It's like, it's not going to... What was it? A little um, tweak? Pull? I don't know. You tell me. You sure. tell you're, us. You're sure. the one with the... You're, uh, the, you're the connection. Connection, senior sources. Do you, know, do you know, it came... I must admit, this, this one came a bit of a shock to me when um, we were following the... Um, pre-match press conference on Thursday was it or Friday I can't remember Friday I think Um, and when Slavin said about Andy Carroll it came to shock for anyone no one foresaw that for once in their life West Ham kept a secret well done well done anyway you got your uh, shot tallies the wrong way round but apart from that do you want to crack on George the what tallies shot tallies Did we really have 22 shots and they, and they only had Oh, 11? yeah, it was the wrong way around. Wrong way around, around yeah. So Swansea had 22 shots with two on target. We had 11 shots with two on target. But we only had 27% possession. Yeah. Which which made it such a hard watch for West Ham fan. It was so... Aggravating, just, wasn't just it? Waiting they for they it did to dominate happen. possession and that's exactly what... Um, just put you in a bad mood. John Hartson said they would do. It did, it did put you in a bad mood and it was a bit like... You just wait for the inevitable, but because there was drive. such a bad, it was two team. bad teams. Yeah, wasn't it? Because it was crazy. such a bad team as well, they just didn't take advantage well, of our lacklusterness. Their ability to keep word. the ball is, is is commendable, but their inability to do anything with it is the reason why they are what they but are. But we are solid at the back. Um, our third clean sheet without Jenkinson. Uh, <laughs> is he ever getting back in the team? Well, and you have on. to say that uh, Collins, who's Contract is up at the end of the year. Played a stormer, and everyone was praising him. Yeah, including another good game. Philip saying, "What, what a great and game!" I said to you during the game, we were playing Collins a good line. How many times has Bafford Tembi Gomez offside? <laughs> Awful. Well, I mean, he's he's got some stick today. Who's Who? that? Uh, oh, Gene Chapelle. Is he yeah, really? He got some stick for the rolling around, holding his face when the the ball hit his hand when he got. I was going to say that that was a big flashpoint. Um, of the game, wasn't it? But even on uh, Talks Flash tonight, he, Adrian Dyne put him as a, one of these down things. Head's with, gone. Uh, Head's you gone. Know, uh, three up, three down or whatever. Right. Said he rolling around as if he did hit it. But he wasn't. He didn't roll around because of that. After the ball did hit his hand and it was lumped at him so quickly, he probably couldn't get it out of the way. The player from behind landed on his head. Then he started rolling around. I think it's an injustice. Poor Ginge. Free the ginger one. And he's also bald now, so it probably hurt twice as was much. Was it oh, yeah. a handball? Yes. 
Yeah, probably, but it's sort of ball to hand a bit more. Well, then, no, that's not a handball, then, isn't it? I'm I'm talking about handball. It's one of those. Should it, should it? You've seen them given. You know what I mean? It's one of those. You you think uh, a referee in a different position could justifiably give that as a penalty? If he'd have seen it from a different angle, he might well have done. But really? it's one of those that could be given. I thought it was ball to hand. But there you go. So it was. Bad. That's why football is a game of opinions, Sean. Yeah. We, we have replays over and over again while the ref has to make a decision in a split instant. To be fair, we were getting pretty frustrated with the ref as well, weren't it? Every free kick. Yeah, but seemingly so whatever. were they. The amount of ironic <laughs> cheers that we got, that the ref got from the uh, Swansea fans was, was a bit like they were hard done by. And I don't, yeah. I don't know. Probably a sign of a bad referee performance is when, or maybe a good referee performance is when both sides feel hard done by. Yeah. It was I don't don't know. Ju- just on a hard watch. I mean, th- th- by the way, I think he makes a good centre back with Old Bonner, and it will be interesting. I mean, obviously, if Winston really comes Obonner's back. Old Bonner's doing well. Um, I think Ginger will have to give up his position. But does he deserve a new contract? Well, depends At the what end of this season? Well, give him another two years or a year? or Depends what they how they foresee it. Uh, I, I personally think that if they could get some money for him. They should get him going in January and get Reese Burke back in the squad and use him as the... Not Reese Oxford? No, I think Reese Burke is a more of a centre-back than Reese Oxford. So you think Reese Oxford is a more of a defensive midfielder? He does play centre-back, Reese Oxford. Well, between the two of them, the pair of Reeses, yeah. we've got adequate... Do you remember, do you remember when we used they? to have a Reese on this podcast? Who? Reese. Reese Jones. Reese Jones, yeah, that, that was it. it. Where were the days? Those were the days. But yeah. I just think uh overall, you know, we're we're above Liverpool, aren't we? Above we are, Everton. Yeah. We've had terrible run of injuries. Well, this is the thing. So it was, it was saying earlier that it's we've the first eighth. time we've ever drawn three nil nils consecutively. We haven't won in seven games, right? And we're still eighth. We're still because eighth. so many people around us are, are cocking up too. And we are also only sort of four points off the top four. Yeah. yeah, it's it's which a topsy turvy world this season, which which is impressive but disappointing at the same time. Yeah, it is because we've done so well, didn't yeah. we, for a while? If we'd have just nicked a couple of goals here and there and, and got three points instead of one, we could be right up there. But then you know, it's also when you sit and you you watch the likes of Leicester and you see the likes of Watford, how they they chase lost causes, the amount of energy, the amount of running they do. And you can see how they're forcing and making mistakes happen and getting these results. And then you watch how a lot they sort of stroll around. Yeah. and You know, it's just, it's frustrating to watch on that basis. I haven't, I haven't noticed us strolling around as much as I had yesterday the rest of the season, to be fair. Even at United, we were chasing them down. We were creating chances. Yeah. I think yesterday... Well, they even, just gave me so Stoke, much space. Even Stoke, we weren't like that. Yeah, I don't know I what it was yesterday. I don't know what so it was. Much, how can they... Yeah, at one point I had twenty. We had twenty five percent possession. How can we not be in their faces, making mistakes happen? You know, it's just, it's just sat back. From Especially them. after having the first half where it was so obviously like that, and yeah. I think we had twenty three percent possession. I've not really half. noticed a, a change at any point this season. Half time at half time, yeah, no and they had a bit. Um, they had a bit. Yeah. I was hoping uh, the, the first time I was really hoping for that was at Watford when we went in one 0 down and we came out and they scored after five. Yeah, minutes. I've not really noticed a. Get him in at half time and a difference in the team. Is he is he quite a gentle man, old slab? Well, he sounds it when he talks. I've got some questions, if I may, guys. Go for it. Question. Question. 
Um, Alex Song. Is he just not back up to match fitness? We're not seeing the Alex Song that we saw in the previous season. Like this beginning of the first part. I thought of the he season. was all right at Stoke. But he's inconsistent. And he, he you know, I, I, I don't know if it's match fitness. My second part of the question is... It's got to be match fitness. Can Sean. he play with Mark Noble? Yes. Because I, they did just chill. It's not an anti-Mark Noble bit. Biggest disappointment for me yesterday was Kuyate, I think. He was just a bit... He didn't, have a, he didn't have a good game. Um, no one had a good game. So, so my question is, can Part can Noble and, and Song play together Bonner. in the same oh, team? Of course they can. I think yeah. they can. Why yeah, not? I think they can. Second question. Right. Obviously, my what I said last week on Claret and Hugh and on this podcast about Mark Noble couldn't take corners. Uh, Slav read it and dropped Mark Noble from taking corners. I don't know if you noticed that, but Mark Noble didn't take any corners. No, yesterday. but Zerati and Valencia so didn't. Zerati, well, I thought Zerati took all of them. That We had... No, Valencia came off after a while and Valencia oh, took Valencia. Right. I thought Zerati's corners were just as bad. They I were. don't think it's Zerati could take corners either. He's awful. If you watch Swansea's corners, they kept doing the same thing as well. Oh, Zerati shoot, as I call it. Zerati, I thought, had a really poor game. He just he wasn't, was wasn't very good. No. He does just shoot on sight, and the man. So, moving on. Um, yes, moving on, moving on. Antonio. Yep. Oh, he he seems to be nervous to commit and sort of not do that. You know, he's fast and he's pacey, but he seems to... I don't know. I don't know about him yet. I'm he just to seems to be nervous to try anything or take a shot that it, he's worried about making a stake and it affects his game. I'm yet That's to make my mind up on him, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah I, he didn't do anything special yesterday. No. He, he didn't do anything terrible either, though. Exactly. No, yeah. but he, he was anonymous. A couple of good moments. He, was, he, he was far from anonymous. He, his defensive work he put oh, in Oh, defensively. I will he, grant you his defensive his, work was brilliant. He was someone who actually went against what I said earlier about the energy and chasing. He was non-stop, especially compared to some of the others. Yeah. He, he, was, he's, he, was, he had a decent game, I thought, but... As far as his quality goes, his ability to pass someone or, or shoot and score goals and whatever, is, I'm yet to be, or yet to see anything that shows that that's going to be the case. Yeah. But Well, I'm going to save my last question to last. I'm not going to write him off at this stage. What a waste of money and wages is Jelovic? Because well, I didn't see anything yesterday. We paid three million quid as a permanent. Let's remember, he's not alone. He's a three million pit quid permanent sign. I personally would prefer Carlton Cole to have come oh my to Jelovic yesterday. I'm serious. I that don't see him as an upgrade on Carlton Cole. Disgust. I'd rather, I'd rather have Elliot Lee. Well, I think you've got a point there. But or Martin, Samuel, uh, Martin Samuelson. Mar yeah. Martin Samuelson. What do you think on, on Jelovic and uh, my comparison to Carlton Cole? I don't think Jelovic has done anything to make me get excited but when Carroll hadn't started I thought maybe Jelovic giving him a start maybe he'll bring some energy into the team but he, he just doesn't look like he's got the quality and he sometimes he gets the opportunity and he just like runs, he, there was runs a, straight there into there was a couple people. of times when he got through on goal yeah, he yesterday just runs straight into people yeah. people caught up with him and he, end up he's just not match sharp he's not match could, fit what's he could well be you know you're right hasn't got the confidence well he, he, he came in and a bit of we, we went for him didn't he and he went, went to Everton yeah, and from then the, from Rangers, wasn't he? Was it Rangers? Uh, Celtic, was it? Was Rangers. it Rangers? Was it Rangers? 
So he came from Scottish football where he was scoring goals, full of confidence, come to the Premier League, started scoring goals, but then it sort of dried up a bit and ended up at Hull. Now, he did score a few at Hull, but, you know, he just, he doesn't look like he's he got it. He needs a goal, doesn't he? But he does. the other side of that is that oh, Bilic knows him very well. So, you know. Well, if he, he does, he's not, if he's playing something. for the gaffer, right, he's not showing. Well, maybe, but again, you know, you take him, you take Song, these players haven't had proper sort of, well, Jelovic hasn't had a, a decent run of games. The strikers generally need to have a get a bit of a sharpness about them. Song's not had a pre-season, not done anything. Carroll's the same. Carroll's Enna the looked same. good. There's someone who's come back from injury who looked pretty Anna, sharp Anna, when he came Anna, on. Anna he looked pretty good. And, and given a bit more, Go if he'd have given a longer run of a game, I, I reckon he could have scored. So do you, play him up front? do you play him up front? Do, yeah. Do, we, do you think that's his position? Do you think he's a striker? He's not a he's not a, a out and out striker, no. But I would, I would, I would mix it up a bit. I would as well. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Sean, Compared should we uh, hear something from? Yeah, someone? sure, sure. Let's hear what the gaffer has to say. Yeah, I am happy with the point. I am happy with the point. And I want to praise the guys because we were very. Resilient. We were very stubborn in a positive way. We defended really well, and I think we deserved the point at the, at the end of the game. And uh, it's all about the squad, of course. But why I want to praise the team? It's because uh, we didn't sink, we didn't bow. Four, five weeks ago, when we were really hit with these injuries, especially, I mean, we missed today five players going up front, like, and that I said that the only way that we're going to compensate that loss or miss is uh, with the team performance and with the teamwork, and that's exactly what we have done in these three games at Old Trafford, that, uh, against Oak at home, and now against Swansea. So this is for us... Uh, um, very good cornerstone or very good pattern what we have to do and then when these players start to come back and they will hopefully in in next week or two one by one come back it's it makes us very very positive you're not scoring though yeah, we're not is scoring. that a worry for you i just said i just said you know we i mean uh, let's say these three games to be fair, we we should have we we created more than enough chances to score at Old Trafford. Then last week against Stoke at home, I think they said on Sky that 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 we were the team that had the most shots off and on the target in the round. Like, uh, and today uh, we 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 had few situations. Okay, so uh, we could have scored, but to be questioned going up front the quality in the last third it is a it is a big question mark can we although i praise the team it's a big question mark can we can can we play better without these players that that we are missing at the moment 
Yeah, that's why it's all positive. Sorry. You talked about the squad, and James Collins is one of those players yeah. that he figured very much and was immense today, I thought. Did you share that view? I told that, yeah, exactly. I told that. I told that a week ago, and three weeks ago, and five weeks ago. And I told that to Ginger, and I can say to you once again here, he's, he's a. It's a big privilege for me to have him in the team. He experienced in these 17 games, yeah, everything basically. He was sometimes on the bench, sometimes he came on like against Sunderland, I don't know. Sometimes he came, off, came on for two minutes or whatever. A lot of games he played from the start. Every time he was brilliant. I'm talking about the games, I'm talking about the trainings, I'm, I'm talking about off the pitch, in a hotel and everything. So uh, it's simply great to have him and he's a great example. What, what, especially for the youngsters, how, how they should behave and how they should continue to train hard to get that chance. He's, he's, he's brilliant. Swansea Collins. To be fair, if you show it to me now, I would say my opinion, yes or no. But when the, I didn't see it, I saw it like then, which I can easily say that I didn't see it because it was far away from me. Second, Ginge was very close, and he tried to make a block, and that and that shot was like 100 miles per hour. So for me, I would have to guess or to lie, and before I really. See that. There you have it. That is what the gaffer had to say. Did you uh, hear the trickling water as he poured himself a glass of yeah, water? I did. I did, yeah. Uh, that was obviously straight from the press conference rather than a sanitised version of it. Uh, clearly. Did, yeah. you, did you go? Is that where you got it from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chairman didn't I go, doubt by the way. <laughs> chairman didn't go on Sunday. Yeah, Did you no. Know? Nope. What was that? Not sure if I'm supposed to mention it, but they weren't there. Apparently, <laughs> um, Swansea, Air Swansea Airport was shut. Um, so it's on a bit Sundays, isn't it? So, and Terry Swansea Brown. Swansea Airport was shut on Sundays. Terry Brown wasn't going, so um, David Golden go and David Sutherland go, which I think is quite rare. It does my head in that Terry Brown is still part of our club. Well, apparently him and Gold are best mates. Quote I, just, unquote. I just, I generally don't know how he can still be part. He's of still the club. a shareholder. I know he's, it's ridiculous. And life president. Yeah. The the that man right? is the reason. He's life president. The man yeah. is is one of the major reasons why we are where we are still today. Oh well, I'm not sure that's true. He There's a lot, been a lot of misdemeanors in our club's history. It's, he, he's a major part of the mismanagement of our club for a long time. He's a part. I'm not sure about a major part. Remember, he came in when the Cairns family um, needed a front man because they didn't like the pressure they were getting from the fans. And Brown came in, um, you know, as a as a businessman and and paid himself the highest director's fee ever in the yeah. league and. And sold Rio Ferdinand for millions and never reinvested he it in was, the team. He, he did get the blame for the bond scheme, but how He'd much? done loads of stuff, loads of stuff. 
Anyway, anyway, that's history. Yeah. Sean, point number four, you had a chat with a friend of the podcast. Yeah, well, I, I was, <laughs> funny enough, Hugh Hughes, uh, yeah, I was due to talk to Jack Collison yet again, but <laughs> me and Jack just didn't catch up today. Uh, but I know Hughie spoke to, to Jack earlier in the day, so I took an opportunity to talk to Hugh at this festive time. He'd recently ho, ho, spoken ho. to... Dream festive time, you can't talk about festivities. This is a football podcast, not, not a life podcast. So he caught up with uh, Super Johnny Hartson, who's a Swansea fan. I'm sure you know that. Yep. Um, he spoke to uh, Johnny Monker before the game, and they caught up with Jack Collison today, who was a Chelsea fan, I found out, by the way. Oh. Did you know that? Jack Collison was a uh, boyhood Chelsea fan who idolised Gianfranco Zola, did you who see, gave his chance. Did you see... Uh, that's one of the questions I was going to ask him. Did you see the Cardiff fan... James Collins boot the ball into the crowd. That was one of the only parts that made me Didn't David Sullivan come from uh, Cardiff as well? Wasn't he born in Cardiff, David Sullivan? Mate, you're, you're the man with the... don't know. Anyway. You've got, uh, you're the one with pictures of, me, of him on your wall. Uh, for the Clarence Hugh interview, I spoke <laughs> to the founder and editor of <laughs> Clarence Hugh, Huey. So this is him, me speaking to him just slightly, uh, well, just before this podcast. And we welcome back to more than just a podcast. Uh, the namesake of the Clarence and Hugh interview, it's Hugh Southern. Hi, Sean. Hi, Huey. Hi, Sean. You okay? Yeah, good. Good. Excellent. Uh, we were hoping to catch up with uh, Jack Sullivan today. Oh, Jack <laughs> um, Collison. Jack, yeah, well, Jack Collison even. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you got to him first, and uh, he's not he's not replying to my message. No, no, no. Anyway, so not to worry. Let's go to the second best thing and, and talk to you, Huey. Thank you, Sean. Off the, <laughs> off the bench again, yeah? Off the bench, off the bench. Okay. So, I know before the game, before the Swansea game, uh, which I had predicted as a nil-nil draw on the podcast last uh-huh. week, I just, uh, you, you caught up with um, Johnny Hartson and... Uh, John Monker, what did they have to say? Yeah, John, um, of course, is a Swansea boy. Uh, lovely fellow, you know. He really is one of the best, John Arts, and I've got a lot of admiration for him. Beaten cancer, beaten gambling addictions. Brilliant bloke. Um, but he claimed, he said, he thought the Swans, he said he, said he thought the Swans would win it, but then he would. He had his supporters hat on. But he said, um, <clears throat> for West Ham to come to the Liberty with us in the bottom three, uh, he said, without a manager, he said, everybody's going to expect us to roll over. He said, it won't happen. He said, they will absolutely go out there and give it everything. They will play their possession football and they will dominate. He said, and West Ham will do very, very well if they get a point out of it. And that's more or less exactly as it turned out. Um, having said all that, you know, I've got to say for myself, Sean, and I'm sure you'll agree, for all the, for all the um, possession they had, it didn't hurt us at all, did they? Not really. I mean, for all, I was just looking at the stats of the podcast and, and they had 22 shots, yep. but only two on target. We had half the amount of shots, 11 shots. But again, we had two on That's target. Right. So if you just look at the end of the day, the metric, and I know not everybody likes stats, but two on target each side sort of said, well, they were the only real chances in the game. That's right. I mean, I, I think so. it was quite interesting because their first shot, I believe, which really stung uh, Adrian's um, palms was one from Sigurdsson, good shot, good volley. And within a minute, we'd gone to the other end, um, and Noble had just driven wide. And then the next time round, I forget who the Swansea fellow was, I think it was about the 60th minute, 
Eastland in a shot. And about five minutes later, Valencia did exactly the same thing. So, you know, it, it, it was that kind of game. I, I, I heard Tony Gale give an interesting stat um, as well. He said that domina- domination and possession is all very well. But he said, are you aware that Leicester City have only had more possession in one game this year and they're five points clear? Oh, that's an, I've not heard that before. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. Tony said that. I, I, you know, I was watching a stream at the same time, and um, he said, you know, possession's all possession's all well and good. It doesn't mean anything unless it's good possession. You know, I was talking to Absolutely. Jack earlier today, and he said, he said, you know, this afternoon, Jack Collison, and he said, he said, we know that we can play when we've got these guys back. He said, you know, we, he said, Payet and Lanzini and all the rest of it. We all know the routine. He said, but he said, what we've also discovered. He said is that defensively, Slav is absolutely brilliant. He said because we've had three very tough games in different ways. We've kept clean sheets. The formation is excellent. Teams can't break us down. He said when we get the other guys back, we've got all that at the back. He said and we just go forward and score goals. He said we should be winning all over the place again. And I think he's right. You know, we, we, we know the flair side of Slav, but we're now seeing how well he is, how well he organises defensively. As you remember, Sean, he did at Manchester City. What a what a siege that was. Yeah, it, it's. I know a few fans are getting frustrated after three nil nil, no winning. Is it seven now? Um, yeah, seven without a win. Yeah. Um, so you you can see some frustration and some people saying, well, suddenly this is not the West Ham way. Um, what, what did what did Mr. Monks have to say to you? Well, can I just say one thing about that, Sean? Before we go on about that, I mean, uh, we know that Slav wants to play the West Ham way. We've seen it this season. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But my view is this, you know, and I said it to you earlier this morning. If back in the 60s you had said, 
Well, we're missing Bobby Moore, we're missing Martin Peters, we're missing John Sissons, we're missing Budgie Byrne, we're missing Jeff Hurst, and we're missing Kenny Brown at the back. What's wrong with us? You would have laughed, wouldn't you? You cannot take six essential players, and they are all utter. I mean, Winston Reid is awesome. What a bit of business it was getting that done last year. Uh, and we know about playing that. You can't take these guys out and expect us to be playing the West Ham way. We've got to dig in and we've got to, you know, get to I reckon Jack said to me this afternoon that he reckons if, if, if we'd been in this position last year, we would have been losing these games. That was his view. He said, but because it's such a good defensive formation and Collins was absolutely outstanding. I mean, James and Ginge was brilliant. Um, he said, we, we, we've managed to get points out of it. Yes, we're treading water, but we're not sliding down the league, are we, Sean? No, we're not at the moment, no. That's true. I don't think we will either. I mean, the word that's often... We're staying eighth. Mm-hmm. It, it just shows you what a topsy-turvy season it is because we've remained eighth depart, you know, for the last three weeks despite um, you know, drawing nil-nil three times on the trial. Yep. And the reason is people below us like... Um, Liverpool are just self-destructing with their 3-0 loss yep. against uh, Watford. So no one can predict the results this year. It's, um, it's Well, the bookmakers are probably happy. Um, but um, it's a strange season, without a doubt, with Chelsea with the way they are. Um, you know, a, a, a previous team, Aston Villa, in, in the doldrums and Newcastle struggling. Um, and Leicester top of the league for Christmas. Mm. Who would have imagined that at the start Unbelievable. of the Unbelievable, yeah. Unbelievable. And I mean, you know, you look at the league and, and, and you see Watford. Now, you know, could we have forecast that? And everybody was moaning that they beat us. Mm. Uh, look where they are now. And you look below us and you see both the Merseyside clubs below West Ham mm. at Christmas. Yeah. And, 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 and stripped of six, as I keep saying, it's getting boring, isn't it? Essential players. But yeah. here we are, you know, we're, we're hanging in there. I mean, there's a really, there's a really, that, really, really good blog on Claret and Hugh at the moment um, from Rich Sprent, one of our people, as you know. Mm. And I have built it the best blog that's ever been seen on um, Claret and Hugh, and I believe that genuinely. Better, better than anything you and I have ever written, that is for sure. <laughs> but it is superb. And, and he talks about, you know, the whole scenario as it stands at the moment, like, not because it's our site, I do recommend it to people. It's a great, great read. Great read. And it explains things as they should be explained. Sanely, properly, no hysteria, very balanced, very, very, very good blog indeed. Yeah, I read it. And, and, you know, as West Ham fans, we do have a a habit of overreacting with these things. of suddenly where we don't get things our own way or frustration leads in and suddenly saying, well, it's a tactics, it's the manager. But you do have to look at, well, what happened last year when we were, you know, this time last year, we were third in the league, if you remember, under Sam Allardyce. We were fourth, I think. Um, yeah, I had a look last night, we were fourth. Yeah, I think we were briefly third for 12 hours, maybe. You're right. Yeah. Um, before a result came in on the Sunday. But you're right, I think we were fourth on Christmas Day. Um, and it all went downhill after That's that, right, didn't it? Yeah. So, you know, you never can tell. So, what else did Jack have to say? What, what's the... Uh, well, I mean, uh, Monks was excellent as well. I mean, they're all saying very much the same thing. I mean, the general consensus is that 
monks were saying, you know, uh, one of the things that monks said, and, 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 and I did it as a story today, and asked him specifically, he said that he thinks James Collins should end his career at the club, that they should immediately offer him another two-year deal. He said he's not a midfielder whose legs are gone. He said he's not Michael Owen whose speed's gone. He said yesterday was awesome. We saw exactly what he was all about. He said, and um, he said he can give us another two years. He said he'd be colossal around the dressing room. So I said to him, look, uh, there's a suggestion that Reese Oxford, uh, not Reese Oxford, Reese Burke will come back for him. And he said, Reese Burke is exactly the kind of player who could learn big time off Ginge. Um, he said he's a great guy. So the fans love him. He said he's loved in the dressing room. He said any thought of Sam Allardyce coming and getting in, he said, should be absolutely nipped in the bud straight away so they should offer him a new deal. So that was one thing he said, which I thought was yeah. about spot on. As far as the match was concerned, these are professional guys who have played the game. We look at it and we go, oh, it's Swansea. They're third off bottom. They ain't got a manager. We're going to beat them. That's all right. We'll roll them over. But he said, at this time of the year in particular, when teams are in that position, they are scrapping for their lives. He said, on their own manner, he said, trying to beat teams like that. He said, you'd far sooner play a team in the middle of the, of the division. He said, they're nightmares, those games. He said, so to come out of that with a point, to come out of United with a point, and to get a point against a very good Stoke team, he said, he said, I've just got, he said, you learn more about yourself in adversity than you ever do when things are going great. And, you know, he said, he said, he said he's really going well. He said, and when these players start coming back, he said, it would be different. And the other thing he said was, he said, did you notice a difference when Anna Valencia came on? Suddenly we started to carry a threat. No, it was a lot better when he came yeah. on, without a doubt. So, you know, Anna's still got a lot to show, show us. He's got a lot to prove. Um, we're going to have, uh, according to David Gold anyway, uh, on his Twitter, he says that we're going to have um, Lanzini back. We're going to have uh, Carol back. And, of course, we've got Anna back. So... You know, Villa won't be easy, but I'll tell you what, Sean, I shall be disappointed if we don't get three points from that. Yeah. Yeah, the way they are, Villa. You talk about David Gold and Sullivan, and both of them have sent messages and given great endorsements of the site, uh, Claren and Hugh, recently. Yeah, they have, yeah. It's nice of them. Uh, are you, are they con- I know you talk to them quite a bit. Are they concerned about the current lack of goals and creativity? Or, or, well, again, are they I not mean, panicking? on Saturday, I think... That, well, I don't think I know... That, David Sullivan was watching the results come in and he was saying they're not going for us we need to win tomorrow uh, or we could do with a win tomorrow um, but I think if I'm absolutely honest I mean they're, they're sensible people they've been in the game 25 years you know I mean they, they, they know how it is they know that we're shorn let's be honest of our very best players and as Slav said can we play any better with the players that we've got, the answer, of course, is no. Um, so they're patient. They're OK. We're still in eighth place. The bigger players are coming back. If we don't start picking up results when they are coming back, then there will be a problem. But at this moment, I don't think they're unduly concerned. I mean, look, <laughs> you've been a supporter for how many years? I've been a supporter for how many years? I know it's a cliche, but if I were to say to you, if I'd said to you at the beginning of the season, because I knew what you think about, thought about the managerial situation, would you be happy with eighth at Christmas? What would your answer have been? 
Obviously, we would have been. Yeah, no, we'd absolutely be happy, without a doubt. I mean, he's done all he can. He's changed the. He's gone to a new training headquarters. Um, look, I'll be honest. I don't actually think Sean. Can I put it like this? And I think it's showing. Without our very best players, I don't think we're that good a team. If I'm honest with you. Yeah. You know. But, the, the depth and strength of the squad doesn't look as as good as maybe we first thought at the beginning of the season. No. I mean, you know, you put that, you put that, you put all the all the points in. Great, oh, smashing side to watch. But yesterday, come on, it was wretched really to watch. But sometimes you've just got to get on with it, you know. And, and they did. And defensively, they did well. Yes. Um, let's move on to January. Uh, let's move on to Lanzini and the story we ran yesterday. Can we? Yeah, big story because obviously. Um, this papers have been printing all kinds of stories about Lanzini um, that, you know, people are sniffing around and maybe the deal's just a gentleman's agreement. Certainly your information, which you revealed uh, yesterday, is it's a thousand percent done. Um, two parties, the player and the his parent club have already signed the contract yeah. and it just waits. Karen Brady's signature when she absolutely, finished doing... Um, absolutely nailed. And, and what I was um, told was... Apprentice or whatever, at the end of the season, isn't it? Well, only because, Sean, as, as I was told yesterday, um, why would we sign it now? He could do a cruciate or he could break his leg. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. the immediate words following that. But why would they sign a deal... Um, and then the player gets badly injured, maybe. I, I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, it's not going to happen. I pray to God it's never going to happen. But it's done. The players agreed. Um, the two, Al Jazeera, have agreed. West Ham have said we will sign him on such and such a date if all goes well. I think it's April sometime, but I'm not sure when. Um, and what is actually happening is, Sean, is that we are buying out his contract, which has two years left on it. And beyond that, they will negotiate a further four years, which I believe the player has also um, more or less agreed to. When I say more or less, I think has agreed to. So he will be our player for six years. And if anybody wants to come and try and buy him, um, it's no good saying that everything is completely locked down because there'll always be, if it's an offer's big enough, it will be. But it will be a lot, a lot, a lot of money. But he, he is our player. That's good to hear. Uh, I mean, the, the other thing briefly to touch on before you go is managing expectation for January. The chairman have been trying to do a job, the manager's been trying to do, do a job to say before the silly season starts and all the speculation in January, the cupboard is bare. We've done our money. We haven't got really got any money. Don't expect any real big transfer activity. Although, interestingly, I see the manager did say, we're looking at a loan. It might come off. It's interesting, his press conference last week. Any speculation who that loan may be? No, none at all, because I think you had it right the first time. I mean, there is always, with the Davids, the possibility that they won't be able to resist a loan <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. But they have honestly, literally, done their money. I mean, I think we worked it out on the site, didn't we? In the end, we mm. spent around $35 million which was 10 million over what most people expected. We're certainly up to the limit on an FFP. There are suggestions 
that we, if we get a couple out, we can get somebody in. But who's that couple going to be? After yesterday and the manager's comments today, I'm not sure it's going to be James Collins anymore. I was pretty well convinced it would be at one time. But I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, O'Brien, yeah, maybe, but he's always injured, bless him. Um, who else is there? Who is there to move no. out? So I, I don't right. think it's going to happen, Sean. No, I think you're wrong. I think it will be a very quiet period for us, and I don't think we can complain too much. Uh, we, I need to move us along just for the time. Yep. Uh, I'm going to ask you for a quick prediction um, for the next three games, because we're probably not going to podcast. So we've got Villa away um, on Boxing Day. Then we've got Southampton at home on the 28th of December, and then Liverpool at home on the 2nd of of, of January. How do you think we're fair against those? Okay. Um, I think I've given my opinion on Villa. I should be very disappointed if we don't take three points out of Villa. I can only re-quote Johnny Monks this morning, and I agree with him 100% and thought the same myself. I see that Koeman is now starting to turn on the players and blame them uh, down at St Mary's. That's not good, so it'll be a very good time to play them. They're right out of mm. form. I'd be disappointed if we didn't take three points from that. We'd, we'd, you know, we'd do a decent win at the bowling. Um, and Great Liverpool... Klopp's <laughs> signing it hard. Very hard. Well, I always thought he would. I think his time is coming this summer. I mean, he's not going to be able to buy in the winter, is he? It's a lousy time to buy. You don't get anything halfway decent. Only players have fallen out with their clubs or whatever. So... I don't think really we can't beat them. I mean, I'm always the optimist as far as the eyes are concerned, but in this case, no reason why we can't beat Villa if we if we, we, we really step up um, and, and stop surrendering quite as much ground as we have been. Don't, don't let them come at us, blimey. Um, I think we can beat Southampton. It's a good time to plan. Yeah, um, I, I'd be happy. Uh, I, I think we can beat Liverpool. From the next two games, if I'm honest, I'll be happy with four points. I mean, that, that's yeah. my minimum for the next two games. Um, for the sake of everybody, I want to see us, I want to see us um, win at the bowling. And yeah, I think we can beat Liverpool. Might, you know, so I'm pretty seven from nine, Sean. Good. Well, thanks for being uh, our guest yet again, um, <laughs> getting us out of the mire. <laughs> yeah, we'll get somebody halfway decent for Christmas or, or whenever. Yeah, for um, like to wish you a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, I'm sure you'd want to do the same for, for our listeners. Oh, and absolutely. Your, yeah, and your to, readers uh, on Clarence Hughes. Everybody out there, love you to bits. We've we, we got a real heart for all of you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for your support of the website. Wish you and your families the most happy and peaceful Christmas. And, of course, plenty of points. But, you know, God bless a lot of you. Fantastic. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not uh, an avid reader of Clarence Hugh, you can visit us on www.clarencehugh.info. Right. Cheers, Huey. Cheers, Sean. Take it easy. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. There you go, Hugh Southern. Thank yeah. you, Hugh. And I said it wasn't a Christmas podcast, and I allowed him to do a whole Christmas message of good cheer and everything at the end. But we are ending the, we're getting close to the end of the podcast now. Happy Christmas, Hugh. Yeah. Happy Christmas. It's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time. It's where we ask you, the listener, to get involved with us, the podcasters, by visiting us on our social media channels. On Facebook, we are facebook.com forward slash more than just podcast. And on Twitter, at more TGA podcast. 
Uh, Sean, you posted not long before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. I must admit. We sort of forgot. It's been a busy week, even though it's Christmas uh, week. Podcasting tonight, early from 6pm. Send us, send us any comments or questions for 6.30pm if read this in time. If you have read this in you time. You didn't put that. You no, put no. if read this in time. The brain doesn't quite present what you're actually typing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're bothering you. Nigel Kahn's literally mm. just commented oh, saying, am I too late to say, oh, I am too late. <laughs> Funny. Lewis John Aaron Trout says just woken up after the game less said the better but the defending was immense oh and Yelovich needs shooting failing that shooting practice would be a start thanks again for all your efforts this year Sean, George and John and have a good festive break come on you irons Thank you. Lewis. And to you. We're not allowed to talk about festivities, though. Are we? Yeah. Sean's no, we are now. We are, we are now. now. Yeah. It's been Cheers a very Lewis. subdued podcast. I suppose that has been the run of three nil-nils. Well, you say that. For us, it has been. But for the listener, perhaps not. Because apparently Hugh and Sean had a little sing-song on the uh, interviews. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Well... And to be fair, Sean hasn't, Sean hasn't been to a game message. since last <laughs> the beginning <laughs> of the season. So... He Maybe if I started going again. Maybe if start you started coming to the odd game, you might start True. having something more. Well, I am going to go to two consecutive games because I am going to go to the uh, the uh, Liverpool and the Wolves game. Ah. What about the uh, Southampton game? This one before that. Uh, I'm not going to oh, Southampton. Can we have game. your ticket then and take a friend? I've sold it. Oh, oh. sorry. Oh, sorry, Dave, I was going to take you, mate. Yeah, I thought we'd agreed that. For a Christmas drink. Gary Prince says, actually thought 0-0 was a decent result considering all the injuries. Sure, goals and wins will return as soon as the players come back from injuries. Surprised at the negativity. It's been a great season so far. Yeah, I agree. We we have been very unlucky. Got, yeah, we've got to control the negativity. It's it's our natural demeanour as West Ham fans. It but, is. But, you know, you have to look at things in the whole. But I would say... the only the only thing is, this is what we said earlier. Are you a one slipper on or one slipper off person? I've just dropped the A slipper. <laughs> you wear slippers. Oh, I always wear slippers in the studio. Oh, yes. We need to just look at everything and just look at where we are now. We'll be fine. We'll be yeah. fine. We Good. A wise man, John. Sarith on Twitter says, what does Yelovich do? Runs around a lot. Yeah. Or runs into people. Runs he into does people. A, does a bit of that. Uh, and then the last one on Facebook is from Chris Ludlow, who says, surely giving our young strikers a chance would be a better option than Yelovich. They would be hungry to impress and could prove a success. Defensively, we look solid enough with any combination. We just need to start converting chances. Agreed. 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 How how are our young loanies doing, Sean? How's Elliot Lee and Samuelson doing? Uh, Samuelson's doing really well. I don't know so much about Elliot Lee. I haven't seen him, but um, yeah, Um, Samuelson's doing brilliantly, and and really they've seen him as a real big boost. Um, They lost at the weekend, didn't they, Paul? Did they? Yeah, Peterborough, I think they did. Now, I forget, who's at Peterborough that um, he really knows? Is it, um, is it Fry? Barry Fry, yeah. Yeah, so Barry Fry, so Barry Fry talked to Huey and said, Samuelson's amazing, really going to be a star for the future. Elliot Lee, where is he? Is he Colchester? He's at Blackpool. Blackpool, Blackpool is With he? With Neil McDonald. Yeah, I haven't heard so much about him. Well, I'd like you to 
I will find oh, out. It will be my mission to find out. You, you see, can um, do that just to while we're in, in that theme, Kevin Keane's take been appointed manager of Colchester today. Yeah, bottom of the league. Yeah. Well, you know, it's another Kevin Keane uh, caretaker manager three times at West Ham, 219 appearances. Tell Sean wrote an article about it today. 1983, yeah. I don't, do you remember Keane as a player that much? Yeah. He was a, a I sort of remember him. winger. Yeah, but I sort of remember him. But I don't, or I can't, a cringer. I can't hey. really remember what he did in the team that stood out for me. He got 21 goals, I know that, because I've seen the stat. But he I don't really remember any of his goals. He was decent. Was he? Yeah. He was... Uh, not a very big bloke. Eight seasons until Billy Bonds offered him a divisory, allegedly, uh, offer to stay for his contract renewal, and he left for Wolves. Uh, I, yeah, he was decent, decent player. Yeah. And that's it from Facebook. There's a question time. So Game on, Sean. that leaves yeah. us with uh, predictions for Villa away in Southampton and Liverpool at home, because I guess for the first podcast back will be the fourth. Yeah, I would imagine so. 4th of January. Yeah. We're all back. It's five day, first day back at work. Yeah. Me too. Uh, so, prediction for Villa away, Boxing Day. Villa struggling at the bottom. We really could do a win. <laughs> it would be lovely. Lanzini back. Valencia back after a bit of playing time. Uh, who else back? Song a bit fitter and stronger. Reed be back. Reed still out. Reed, Reed should be, be back. back, yeah. Reed should be back. So we've got a stronger team. I think we're going to win 2-0. Can't see him scoring. Although well, A, Jordan, um, I'm, uh, whatever I'm only going to do all three. I would three. play Ginge because of his history with Villa. He's not really got Even history, in the team. I'm going to predict six and nine points from these three games. I think we can win all three. Um, I don't think they'll be by massive margins. I think we can beat Villa the most, probably 2-0, 2-1. I think Southampton are going into a bit of an imploding part at the moment with, um, uh, Hugh was saying earlier, who's their manager? Um, Cooman. Cooman. Harold, is it? Yeah, that's it, Harold. <laughs> He's not Harold, is it? Yeah, he is. Cooman <laughs> uh, saying, blaming the players, and, you know, that's never a good thing, Harold is it? Ronald <laughs> Ronald <laughs> McDonald's human. Um, and, of course, Liverpool losing to... Um, uh, Watford and well, their know. manager Jacob Klopp. Their <laughs> manager Jacob Clippity. Clippity Klopp. Uh, sort of not doing too well. So I think it's good time to play all three teams. And I just have a feeling from winning or missing, not winning seven in a trot, three nil nils, we could have three wins on the trot, guys. How far's Payet from? Uh, February, they say. Right. So he won't play any part in the next three games. So I'm going to go two nil, one nil. 1-0 for my free. I'll go 2-0, 2-0, 2-0. you want to say 3 as well. Yeah, why not? Why not? I'm going to go 1-0, 3 0 1-0. Wow, all three of us are predicting. 9 points. 3-0 against Champion League place. Hey! I tell you what, it would be brilliant if we can get wouldn't 9 it? points out of 9. Wouldn't it be great? What a Christmas be a happy present Christmas. that would be. And a happy New Year. What would you, what would you do if... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Mourinho. He says he wants to stay in London. He would love to manage West Ham. Would you take him? 
Oh, what a good moral dilemma. In a in a the, heartbeat. The classless one. In an in a heartbeat. Would you? In yeah. a, in a in a Valencia. I would. I would because I think he's he's he, he is one of the best managers in the game. All right. Yes, he's got a lot of attitude. Yes, he likes to, but he entertains as well. And I think he would take our club forward. And if you asked Slavin Bilic, he would say, who's the better manager, Slavin Bilic or Jose Mourinho? He would answer Jose Mourinho. I don't think that's blasphemous to say that. It's not treason to say that one manager's better than another. It's not treason. I wouldn't want him. I think he's a classless character. And I also think that his football's pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, One thing we did skip over, I heard in a press conference from Bilic that he is looking at one loan signing in January. He did, yeah. We did discuss that in the Q interview. We haven't got a bloody clue who it is. (laughs) No, me either. I was going to open it up to the group to see who do you think it could be. It, but do you know what? There, as we said earlier, there's no money. Uh, wages would have to, you know, we would have to maybe... Do you think anyone's going to go out, Sean? No, not really. Joe O'Brien, possibly. If if a, a really surprise um, about Carol, deal came on for Carroll, we'd let him go for maybe 10 about million. About the Sunderland stuff about Ginge. Well, I think that is true, without a doubt. But whether they let Ginge go um, before the end of the season is another thing. You know, again, if Sunderland make a, a decent offer, consider he's got six months on his contract and they offer, I don't know, three or four million for Ginge, considering his age and considering, you know, we would be probably silly not to bite their arm off. So why wouldn't you? Right. It, so, so the answer is, you know, if you... If if it's a offer too good to turn down, but I don't see anyone else really going out no. um, apart from Joey O'Brien and Ginge and a real outside chance at Carroll. If someone put in a you know a desperate for someone like Carroll Sunderland and put in a ridiculous you know ten million pound, uh, he I would think never go to Sunderland. Who? Carroll. Carroll. No, he'd never go to Sunderland. What about um? You know about Hendry when you were talk, we were talking about him yesterday. Mm. Is he literally that? Is he just left sided? Is that it? I don't. I don't. I don't know anything about him that he is because he's going to be sat there, player. sat there forever because Creswell, isn't he? Yeah, but you have to have a backup, obviously. Creswell, who made his whatever. You know, Creswell will get injured one day. Consecutive appearance. Yeah, he's 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 picked up his form, hasn't he? Who, Chriswell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like Chriswell a lot. Chrissy. 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 Anyway, that's it, isn't it? That is it. We ho, can ho, ho, now ho. officially done. say... Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's Merry Christmas. And a <laughs> Happy New Year to all our listeners that have been through us through Thick and Thin. Have you had many people go through you through Thick and Thin? <laughs> Not really. Oh. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, <laughs> West Ham podcasts out there. We haven't been put up for awards or anything. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we even gave a award to another podcast. But uh, we do appreciate you we listening do. to us uh, week, odd week in and odd week out. And I think we've, we, we've broken we the record for listening figures this year. We have. In terms of one episode peaked higher than we've ever had before. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, thank to you everybody. and your families, peace Merry be with Christmas you. and a happy one New and year. all. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, let's hope for nine points as we all predicted yes see you in the new year we'll see you at the game if you're going we'll see Sean when he decides to come 
And uh, happy Christmas, everybody. We'll be in the Black Lion at some point. Come hey. on, you irons. Come remember the Black Lion. Come on, you irons. Remember the Black Lion. You know I remember it. Line. I know where it is. Bye. 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 The cow's the new pub. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market